गुरु कृपा अंजन पायो मेरे भाई राम बिना कछु देखत नाही कृपा अंजन पायो मेरे भाई राम बिना कछु देखत नाही कृपा बाहर रामा अंदर रामा बाहर रामा जहाँ देखो सो राम ही राम जहाँ देखो सो राम ही रामा जहाँ देखो सो राम ही रामा <clears> oh. <throat> oh. सह रिपीट दी शांति मंत्र आफ्टर मी ओम आप्यायंगाणी वाक्णश्चक्षु श्रोत्रमथो बलमिंद्रियाणी चर्वाणी ब्रह्मोपनिषद 
ಅನಿರಾಕರಣಮಸ್ತು ಅನಿರಾಕರಣಮೇಸ್ತು ತದಾತ್ಮನಿರತೆ ಯ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ಸು ಧರ್ಮಾ ತೇ ಮಯಿ ಸಂತು ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಥರ್ಡ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ವಾಟ್ ಪೇಜ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಥರ್ಡ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ಆನ್ ದ ನ್ಯೂಅರ್ ಬುಕ್ಸ್ ಸೆವೆಂಟಿ ಟು ಸೊ ರಿಪೀಟ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಮೀ ಚುರ್ಗತಿ ನಗತಿ ನೋ ಮನ ನಿಜಾನೀಮ ಅನುಶಿಷ್ಯಾತ್ ಅನ್ಯತ್ ತತ್ವಿತಿ ಶುಶ್ರೂಮೂರ್ವೇಷಾಂ ದೇರ್ ಈಸ್ ಅನ್ ಇಂಗ್ಲಿಷ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲಿಟರೇಷನ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ರೈಟ್ ಯಾರ್ ಈಸ್ ನ ತತ್ರ ಚಕ್ಷುರ್ಗತಿ ನ ವಾಗ್ಗತಿ ನ ಮನ ದಿ ಆರ್ಗನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಪರ್ಸೆಪ್ಷನ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದೇರ್ ಫೀಲ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ರೆಕಗ್ನಿಷನ್ ವೆರಿ ಡಿಸ್ಟಿಂಕ್ಟ್ಲಿ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಈಚ್ ಒನ್ ಇನ್ ದೇರ್ ಓನ್ ಸ್ಪೆಸಿಫಿಕ್ ಫೀಲ್ಡ್ ವೇರ್ ಡೂ ದಿ ಐಸ್ ಫಂಕ್ಷನ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ ರೆಕಗ್ನೈಸಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಸ್ where do the ears function in where do they function in what is their field of sound where does the nostrils function in smell the skin touch the mouth taste and speech so each one is in their own respective field na tatra chakshur gachhati through the eyes 
that which cannot be perceived because eyes have their own limitation eyes can only see they cannot function in any other field sometimes when one organ is not functioning the other organs overcompensate and try to fill in for that particular organ but still it is not complete in its own sense it is not comprehensive in its own sense na tatra chakshur gachati meaning through the eyes we can only see to a certain extent we cannot see what happens on the other side of this globe beyond a certain extent of visibility range our eyes don't function if it is completely dark our eyes don't function they have their own limitations through those eyes to see god to see that divinity is not a possibility through the organs of perception to perceive that divine is not a possibility na chakshur gachhati na vak gachhati through the organs of action to reach to that divine is also not a possibility see many of us now what does it mean in a very practical terms in a very mystical language that it says it seems like we understand it but i promise the moment we go to the second paragraph we would have forgotten all that which it is indicating na tatra chakshur gachhati na vag gachhati the organs of perception organs of action cannot reach that truth cannot reach that reality cannot understand that divine one has to understand what exactly are we defining as divinity here what can we define that divinity as that which is the common seeking of every creature in this creation what is it that we are all seeking through that which we are seeking may be different but that which we are seeking as such is one common what you are seeking is common but that through which you are seeking may be different some people seek that whatever that which we are seeking through name fame through the field of say sports through the field of dance through the field of singing various aspects whatever that we are working through but that which we are seeking is one common thing that entire creation every creature seeks some people call it the ultimate peace some people call it nirvana some people call no i am not talking of a hard rock band so oh yeah nirvana i know 
I get, I get that. <laughs> now we are not talking about a rock band here. Some people call it complete satisfaction. Some people call it as complete happiness, blissed out. Various names of the same thing that which we are seeking. On the other hand, we are not seeking the contrary of it. The absence of it is not what we are seeking. If somebody says effortlessly you can get this peace and happiness, you would jump on it immediately. Where do we seek? Where do we search for it? Through our actions, actions of whatever we interact with, through the actions of our organs of perception and organs of action. That is what we are constantly seeking it through. That there is this new movie that is released and if I don't watch it, it's a cause for my restlessness. If I watch it, I am the happiest. For about three months I had to hear Superman versus Batman, Superman versus Batman. I now regret why I even reminded that aspect now. <laughs> there is this movie, I have to watch it and then I will be happiest. Or I have to taste something and that is the most happiest moment. After going through yep for two months, the same food pattern again and again, I came out and the first thing that I went is straight to Chipotle. <laughs> or what is the other? Taco Bell. Straight to Taco Bell. I was craving for it. That moment I taste it, happiness, oh happiness. Or if you are traveling quite a bit and after a long travel, you come back home. Ah, home sweet home. When I sleep on my own bed, happiness. The moment we start concluding things like this, though we are all very intelligent, somewhere we are missing the beat. That which we are claiming to be the source of my joy, happiness and peace, is it consistent? That when I repeat that again and again, can I gain that with the same quantum again and again. The sense of peace that I can feel, is it the same? It's not repeatable. In fact, if we repeat it often, 
I feel bored. I mean, there are all kinds of boredom. Supposing this is your first satsang that you are coming to. And uh, the, the whole lecture begins with divinity, happiness. What exactly is he trying to say? Why, why am I here? I am already bored. That is one kind of boredom. Understandable. The second kind of boredom that I am talking or mentioning or hinting about here is that which is born because of its repetitive participation. That you repeat the same kind of thing for the third time, by the third time you already feel bored. Especially born in this generation, nothing can keep that mind focused beyond 10 minutes. I want to play Xbox. And this is a 10, 12 year old. 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm bored. I need something else. Food, bored. Go outside, bored. Chocolate, bored. I was there with that family and this kid was I don't know how those parents deal. Just by hearing the 10th time bored, it was getting onto my nerves. So I looked at that kid and said, how about hanging you upside down as a piñata and me? <laughs> that seems fun. Constantly searching for newer avenues. Because these repetitive patterns are very boring. The Upanishad here takes us to the basic question. Though we are interacting, though we are, though we are constantly in interaction with the world outside, with each organ of perception action fully functional in its own field, through those organs of perception action, we can get what is called temporary joy. In Gurudev's own words, he says, who says the world does not give joy? In his own language, he says, but damn it, it is temporary by nature. That as it comes, so it leaves. Then what about the mind? No manaha, not even through the mind. If it can be traced or if it can be cognized by the mind, then that is not the ultimate truth. Are you getting what I am saying? It is a very subtle concept here. If it is something that our mind can visualize, comprehend and create a pattern out of, that cannot be the divinity. That cannot be the absolute truth. Na vidmaha na vijani maha. Then what exactly are you trying to say that this truth or divine or supreme is about? The core of your own being. 
then in the Upanishadic language, which uses to use contradictory words to put them together to point at something which is so abstract that no other words can ever describe it. So they say, Anyat evatat viditat athaha aviditat adhi. Let me translate it for you. Anyat eva that which is distinct, that which is other than the known viditat, that which is distinctly other than aviditat. Aviditat unknown. Viditam is to know. Aviditam that which is not known. That which is distinctly separate from both the known factors and the unknown factors. Is it very confusing? Sort of? Kind of? It will make it simple. What do I have on my hand? Something which blends in my clothing color, which I use for marking the pages. Okay. You can see that. You cannot understand what it is, but there is something on my hand, orangish in color. What do you see on my hand? That which was on my hand, did you understand what it was? You could recognize it by color, but what it was essentially you could not. There was something. You recognized it. But in that recognition, you also understood that you did not fully comprehend what it was. Does it make sense? I understand what it is. Then the second option, I understand what it is not. And I can also comprehend that I do not understand what it is. All aspects of it. Do I have to repeat again? Another example. This one at least you will recognize. What is on my hand? Now what is on my hand? Nothing. Earlier something was on my hand. I did not know what it was. I did not understand what was on my hand. Now you have something on my hand and you know what it is. Now focus on the first example where I did not know, I did not understand what was on my hand. Did you know that you did not understand? Second example, you recognized what it is. Do you know that you understood what was on my hand? That which is other than the knowing or that which is other than that which cannot be known, that which is beyond, but recognizes both. Very confusing. 
should be very simple by now. Now there is light in this room, third example. Because I still see that vagueness in your eyes. And until I see that spark of clarity, it bothers me. So there is light in this room. I can see you and hopefully you can see me too. Right? What will happen when we take the lights off? Darkness. In light, I can recognize things, but more important and subtle, I can also recognize the presence of light. In darkness, I cannot recognize anything. More subtle is I can recognize that it is dark. In darkness, I cannot recognize. In light, I can recognize the subtle aspect which it is being pointing at is that which is being recognized or not recognized is not the focus. That which can recognize the presence or the absence, that which is beyond knowing and unknowing. Did I get across? There is some vagueness of understanding that I see in your heads right now. Comprehend? Viditat, that which is known. Aviditat, that which is unknown. That which is beyond both, that which is distinctly separate from both known and unknown. Like I can see the light, I can see the darkness, but I recognize both the light and darkness, that which can cognize both the presence and absence, the knowing and the not knowing, that consciousness which is beyond, that consciousness which is distinctly separate from Anya Devatat Viditat Aviditat Adhi Iti Sushruma Purvesham. Thus, it has been told, indicated by the earlier teachers. Now people say, Swamiji, why do they make these spiritual statements so confusing? Why can't it be simple and straightforward? If it is simple and straightforward, the mind which has been acclimatized with different conditionings very soon blends into the spiritual conditioning as well. And as unconsciously we go through the other conditionings, we go through the so-called spirituality also unconsciously. Then what happens? The so-called spiritual processes also get applied to stay in a very unconscious slumber. That it becomes something to do list which has been completed as a chore. I woke up in the morning, I did my meditation, I did my japa, I did my puja, done. 
maybe sometimes i feel i carry the guilt of not having fulfilled that regular chore and sometimes these things can also become a parameters for comparison and feeling supreme holier than thou what do you think of me i am not like all of them i meditate for 15 minutes every day i am not like the rest of them i sit silently without even a thought for 15 long minutes and the little brother comes ha ha you sleep every day hey that is not sleep that is called meditation whatever is is he bragging that he is meditating he only sleeps i even have heard him snore you are making up things and that becomes a bragging right i i meditate also i study the scriptures daily you taught us purusha suktam i chant purusha suktam daily that becomes a bragging right if you observe all these spiritual processes were brought in to remove that very concept who is bragging the ego but instead of dropping it through the spiritual processes we again create an aura of stupidity and i also do such things what is the big difference you are doing such and such in the outside world now you are doing in the inside world so called spirituality and still carrying the <coughs> comparative notes that i am better than the rest of them superiority complex and if someone comes with a uh, a better spiritual experience we compare with them and feel inferior and then questions are swami ji they are also in the spiritual path and i am also on spiritual path why is it that they have such better experience and i don't have such experience because the bragger has been squished in front of the superior one i feel inferior now who is it that is feeling that inferior isn't it the same ego which is bragging about the other deeds in the outside world so what exactly are we trying to point at because i don't want to reduce what this mantra is saying to cliche terms and these cliche terms we have used enough number of times out there being in the presence be in this moment be in the now have you heard enough number of times those words the moment you hear these terms number of times it becomes insignificant the mind has made it a conditioning wherein yeah 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 i have heard these things i know it have you experienced it probably not but i know what you are talking can we go to the next book can we go to the next mantra can we go to the next concept yeah this easy peasy i have already seen it the point is not about whether we have heard it or not heard it have we experienced it 
up here there are a lot of clusters of clutter inside some are with regards to our past many are with regards to our future and then amazing colossal amount of confusions in the present there are lot of murmurs happening inside if you pay attention when i stop speaking what are the other sounds that you can hear it is almost like somebody is competing with me to make sound because at this point with the lack of that spark of clarity both me and that sound which is coming seem like similar you don't understand that sound neither this sound <laughs> nonetheless it is also a sound being produced inside there is a similar sound kachapach kachapach constantly happening many of these which are happening inside i understand i feel comfortable with them many of them i don't understand i feel very restless about them now the mantra is not talking about that which you understand nor that which you don't understand it is trying to drop both these and divert the attention convert the attention towards that who is observing both the known where it feels restful unknown where it feels restless that because of which both are being recognized the moment you get closer to that observer and through that observer when you look at the outside outside life outside life of interactions there is a better clarity and a deeper sense of understanding of what is happening you have gone on those little things that go round and round what do you call them in all can you say it little slowly carousel okay where there are four or five seats and you sit and you know you spin around okay three cups okay you get what i'm talking <clears throat> when you are the only one standing right in the middle and you pull your hands together the speed seems to increase and then you suddenly spread your hands the speed suddenly decreases now in that constantly spinning one you come to the most extreme and you're still hang, hanging on it holding on to it and when the spin gets really fast 
who gets destabilized the one who is in the middle or the one who is on the edge that is exactly how we are when we are dealing with life where are we we are on the edge constantly oscillating and a small tiny fraction of change that happens it can topple us and we fall because we are not centered in so what does that centering in actually mean that we withdraw our attention from both that which is of knowing principle and the unknowing withdraw from both and to be the observer wherein you don't comment you don't pass any statement being that observer good or bad the moment there is a description given the mode of mind and its functioning has already begun i'll repeat that statement the moment you start describing you start commenting on any situation or experience the function of the mind has already set in so what happens when the function of mind is already set in we are on the edge we are not on the core and we are vulnerable to be tossed around with slightest changes and we are thrown away simple things can topple our balance how simple are we talking very trivial somebody did not look at you and smile it can create waves of agitation for the rest of the day i don't know what i have done i have been such a nice friend to her i was right there did not even see look through me look past through me i don't know why people do such things and we become uh, super sensitive at that point if anybody comes with their thing <laughs> i am already in my own you don't bring in yours as well somebody did not look at you and smile it can create agitation somebody looked at you and smiled and now you are evaluating that smile as a, a smirk or a sarcastic smile what does he think of himself why does he have to look in look at me in front of everyone and give that kind of smile what does he think of himself and that can create agitation for the rest of the day am i getting across we are already on the edge and these silly little things trivial things can really topple our balance you have been in balavihar this is the first day there is a lot happening and you have to rush to the classroom where you are in charge and teach that particular classroom there is already butterflies in your own stomach that i don't know they have put me as a teacher i don't know what i will do 
there is such a syllabus and the kids they i don't know if i can get across to them you're in your own world and somebody called out your name and uh, said hi or hari om it did not even register it did not go in you went past them in busy with your and then you get a text why are you ignoring me did i do something wrong did i upset you why are you angry with me and you're like eh and then you put a smiley face lol and uh, <laughs> girl what are you exactly talking about i have no clue what you're talking oh now you don't even uh, understand what i'm uh, i'm pointing at i have become that negligible in your life <laughs> what they are very trivial if you look at it if you step back and look at it they are very trivial but these trivialities can throw us off why we are already in an agitated platform how do we bring that agitated to a non agitated platform there are three known methods which we have already explored the first one sleep <laughs> non agitated but the moment you wake up what happens the same thing again starts it's like on a pause button the moment i wake up it's on again i can only push myself to sleep only to a certain extent nature has its own beautiful methods to push us out of it that's why they say nature calls oh glad it i got across then some people cannot sleep though they take the support of pills again what you have paused will again come back then there are those who take support of all these artificial things to drown their miseries have you watched devdas paro and what was he drowning his miseries with did you say shut up shut up <laughs> liquid spirituality now what is the problem with this liquid spirituality as well the moment you are up away from its influence your problems restart along with its hangover effects Well, somebody said swami ji how do i avoid hangovers <laughs> i said i have a very ingenious method you may not like it said, what tell me it stay drunk 
then you'll never have hangovers. But that's not what I'm asking. And whatever solution that will be given, you will not like it. These are temporary measures. We can only avoid it to a certain point. Or try to distract the mind with some other kind of, you know, and involve yourself in that. So people go for party, dance, floors, jump until you are so tired that you come back, just fall and knock yourself out. And I don't know, the, the, in this country, especially the Desi kids are so much in love with dance. Any time of the day or night, said Dandia, okay, ready, we are ready. Ready. And then with blisters on their feet, still unstoppable. They limp the next six days, but that day, huh? Can I have something more faster? You may try distracting yourself with various methods, but they are all temporary measures. Because the naked reality stares back straight into our face. Now, how do we get rid of these agitations? Not by avoiding them. Not by brooding on them. See, many of us, instead of thinking of solutions, we keep thinking and repeating the problems over and over again. Thinking about the solutions makes you better. Thinking and repeating and brooding about the problems makes you bitter. So with each experience, what is your net worth of feeling that you have? Are you feeling bitter or are you feeling better? Then you can realize whether I am brooding or thinking. In between these two, there is a third which this mantra is indicating. A deeper solution. Don't jump in to the life trying to know or trying to unknow things. First, root yourself, center yourself in. Don't get attached with that which is being observed, but Turn your attention towards that who is observing. There is another experiment that you can do. And these apartments and houses that we live, we have been blessed with huge mirrors. Do you have big, big mirrors on the closet, on the sink? Especially you go into the bathroom area, there are so many mirrors. Stand in front of something which is comfortable.
when you immediately see into a mirror what are you seeing at what are you looking at you are looking at your reflection that which is being reflected into the mirror you are looking at it and immediately your hand goes to the hair or the little strand that is standing out and then adjust and even if it is adjusted then you will go something okay you couldn't relate to that part <laughs> something which you can relate to <laughs> you are reacting to the observed reflected that which is being reflected and that which is standing in front of the reflection observe both <clears throat> the moment you can observe both there is something that magical happens your thought stops processing your mind freezes it stops you can distinctly separate yourself and see both the reflection and the reflected not trying to comment about how the reflection is or the how, how the reflected is just observing both in every situation if we can bring ourselves to that core observer but we are in a rush before even we can become the observer we want to become the commentator the moment we see oh it sucks oh awesome oh we want to react to every situation step back the one who is a you know interacting the one with whom we are interacting make an observation evaluate don't judge there is a very fine line of difference between the ability to evaluate and the ability to judge what happens in judgment it's your preconceived notion that takes shape in your reactions in evaluation you put your preconceived notions aside and evaluate that which is you're not branding it as good bad ugly indifferent nothing that which is it just is without the without allowing that mind to go into those reactionary patterns then you have come to the point of being an observer 
but instead of being the observer i am the constant commentator everything has to be commented about you step outside i think it is too hot today theek hai bhai to garam hai fine i think it is little cold today as days go by there will be heat there will be cold we don't need to be commenting just observe it's been long while there are no rains you know if it rains i don't know how long it will rain it's very gloomy it is very depressive that which is is never appreciated and that which we are seeking when it happens that also is not appreciated because we are constantly in a mode of reactionary commentary mode evaluate observe don't need to comment that would be the first step of being an observer second step in being an observer is how quickly i can revert from being a commentator into being an observer in any given situation at the moment i become a commentator i have already given in to my emotions and whichever direction that they throw me in the moment i become an observer i become the one who is able to control direct or withdraw those emotions and play according to the situation without reacting now the third step of being an observer is i can withdraw so deep that nothing of that which is of light or that which is seen in the light that which is of darkness and that which cannot be seen in that darkness is of matter is of concern what matters is i am withdrawn without being impacted by the outside such a strong profound observer when they come back into playing and interacting with the world they respond and they don't react where are we usually in your terms it is called knee jerk effect something happens and immediately burst into that direction without any evaluation or processing because we have not observed and these are the people that get startled with anything very easily <clears throat> these are the people that can be scared very easily and the moment you know that these people can be scared do you spare them no you play with them so what do we call cool time with friends <clears throat> where i am the player 
and I have enough people to play with. Then the moment I get played, I don't think that environment is very productive for me. Why? Because everybody is picking on me. And then I start playing strategies wherein I have to avoid certain aspects of my life and eagerly crave for certain aspects of my life. But life is not going to be that benevolent that it gives to caters to what I want. It will unfold according to what its plans are. And to be able to cater to every single experience, the only solution, neither running away helps, nor hiding helps, nor any other temporary examples that we have seen ever is beneficial. And what is beneficial? To come to this core from where I can observe every aspect of life. That which is distinct from the known or the unknown. That because of which I know that which I know. That because of which I also know that I don't know. There are certain portions of today's lecture that you understood well. Right? There are much of today's lecture which you did not understand. Right? Do you know both that I understood and I did not understand? Who is that who is knowing both aspects? That knower is called the observer. Did I get across? I think so. <laughs> So spend more time on it. We'll come back to it next week. Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om